Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. My name is Renee Elise Goldsberry, and you're listening to 11 the official theater podcast. Hello and welcome to Eleven, the official theatre podcast that brings the biggest stars and creatives together in one place to discuss life in the arts. Now, she's the Tony Award-winning star of Stage and Screen that's now bagged herself an Emmy nomination for her performance as Angelica Schuyler in the Disney Plus taping of the Lin-Manuel Miranda musical, Hamilton. She's currently joining forces with the Lego Group to shine a spotlight on the beauty of Broadway as all attention turns to reopening the most famous theatrical avenue in the world. And of course, it's being done through song and dance, courtesy of Lego Store, the musical, and the beautiful song, If You Can Build It Here, You Can Build It Anywhere. Think of it as a show-stopping original Broadway-style opening number mixed with fierce vocals, fabulous fashion, and all eyes on another iconic NYC experience. Yes, that's the flagship Lego Store on Fifth Avenue. Camp, you haven't seen anything. No stranger to the bright lights, she's also an original cast member of The Colour Purple, played Mimi in the live stage adaptation of Rent, filmed direct from Broadway with that closing night company, and features in the new movie Girls 5 Ever, working with Tina Fey and waitress genius Sarah Bareilles. She's also been nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award, appeared in movies, is a songwriter, and has also featured in musicals including Dreamgirls, The Lion King, and The Baker's Wife, to name but a few. Did we also mention the Grammy Award for Hamilton yet? Now, here in an exclusive UK interview, it's time to discuss her incredible new collaboration with Lego, including that emotional, brilliant song, If You Can Build It Here, You Can Build It Anywhere, the return of live theatre to New York, why she's hopeful a brand new Broadway is opening up that will give everybody a seat at the table, her most recent Emmy nomination for her starring in Hamilton on Disney+, Plus. why she thinks the show wouldn't be here today without the genius of musical Rent, including why she's not afraid to tackle some of the often and spoken real-life stories that she speaks through her art. How starring as Angelica in that production of Hamilton has changed her life forever, and why she will forever be grateful. Plus, I also bug her and demand that she drops that epic skin routine because, well, I'm obsessed. So, get ready for quite the ride as it's time to welcome the goddess herself. Cannot believe I'm saying this. It's Renee Elise Goldsbury on this, the next episode of Eleven, the official theatre podcast. 
To meet with current restrictions and to start the possible spread of COVID-19, Renee and I connected for this conversation digitally, so please forgive any brief moments while we wait for the internet to catch up. Enjoy. She is the jewel in Broadway's crown, a goddess of the stage, and also a Tony Award winner who knows a thing or two about serving her up. So please help me welcome to this, the next episode of Eleven. Please be upstanding for one of my favourite voices. It's Renee Elise Goldsbury. Hi, Renee. Are we live? Are we in colour? We're live and in colour always. Hi, William. It's so good to talk to you. Congratulations on just the most amazing year. And it's such an honour, as I've said just very previously, to get the opportunity to talk to you today. So thank you a thousand times. And I did joke just a second ago that this was basically going to be sort of 15, 20 minutes of me telling you how amazing you are. But I think that's probably pretty much the reality of this conversation, because as much (laughs) as I joke, and please don't leave the Zoom when I say I'm obsessed with you, but I am obsessed with you. I think you are an insane talent. And I, once again, just thank you so much for your time today. And before we talk about this amazing project that you're doing with Lego, please, can I wish you very many congratulations in the last 24 hour period with your Emmy nomination for your performance as Angelica in Hamilton on Disney Plus. I mean, it's been a pretty crappy year, I think, sort of a year and a half now for everybody. So to sort of start summer 2021 with an Emmy nom must be pretty cool. I was blindsided by it. And I'm, I'm happy to say you're the first interview I've had since I got my Emmy nomination. So it's, I feel like I'm in safe hands. If, if you're a fan, I'm in the right place. Uh, yeah, yesterday, I didn't even see it coming, honestly. Um, I just, you know, I love Hamilton. It's, it's, it's been an amazing, amazing gift to me. And I learned yesterday, it is the gift that keeps on giving because I, I got an Emmy nomination and so did many of my cast members. Yeah, it's a pretty stellar lineup in terms of the whole team getting their glory and their moment. And it's so well-deserved. And I cannot believe nobody has said congratulations to you. So shame on all of them. And thank you for oh, saying Oh, I got that. many congratulations, but this is the first official Oh, the first okay. official interview. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'd love to be the first, so I'm going to bask in this glory very, very much. We'll discuss that show just in a second, but I just want to talk about something that I didn't know I needed in my life, but now I'm absolutely obsessed, and that is Lego, the musical. I mean, firstly, <laughs> why when I watched it, when I was watching you sort of hang out the back of a New York City cab, why did I start crying? What happened to me? <laughs> because uh, it was uh, it's such a beautiful celebration of of New York City and theater and all that we missed. And, and you know, we're doing it with this, this uh, gosh, the most childhood, you know, celebration of imagination there is, and that's Lego. So it was, it's, it was just such a, a fusion. I, I didn't know I needed it until I got that phone call inviting me to join in this musical. It's just so amazing. And it just brings this great sense of warmth. And I love this idea of building what you want, you know, sort of building your dream. If you can build it, you can be it, you can see it, and therefore it can become a reality. And sort of cheesy as it sounds, it's actually very, very true. And I can imagine that's one of the reasons why you wanted to be part of this collaboration was that you want to build the world that you want to live in and see. Absolutely. Um, I think we're, we've all been, you know, you know, looking for silver linings over the past you know, year and, cha- and some change. We've all been trying to figure out how do we take this, you know, use this as an opportunity to get better. And we've also been looking for opportunities to come together. You know, we've been pushing back all year long at, you know, being told we have to separate to be safe. That's just not who mm-hmm. we are, um, even though we know it was the responsible thing to do. And I, I think, you know, anytime there's a challenge, any anytime, you know, we're confronted with a challenge, we rise to it. 
Um, and the world has gotten a little bit safer. You know, we have a vaccine. We have um, we, we, we can push back even further on this idea that we can't come together. And so we were on the streets of New York City singing and dancing together. And it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> But it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And not only was it amazing for all the cast members that got to be a part of Legos Door the Musical, but all of the people that were walking by in New York City were like, what is that and how do I dance with you? <laughs> it's not really sort of everyday thing to be able to say that you're dancing actually in New York City. Although I've seen some of the stuff that you've done and I feel like this is just normal behavior for you. Uh, it's normal behavior in my house. <laughs> but, but yeah but you know it's you know to be dressed up in a beautiful red dress and to be surrounded by so many you know such a diverse group of of talented you know theater actors singer and dancers and and to be on the street and I have to tell you you know we we were a little jaded I mean you know New Yorkers you know we get a little jaded um because we're we, we move really really fast and we're running to the next thing you know where we're trying to you know change the world in our own little corners um and and that was taken away because you know mm. cheesy cheesy this isn't but it is you know very sentimental and we weren't the most sentimental crew before COVID yeah. uh but now but now we really are because we really recognize how important celebrating the best of us is and also did you get the opportunity to keep those golden numbers because I was like where do I get myself one of those <laughs> that's camp babe like come on you know what I got to keep my character shoes my character dancing shoes it's been a really long time since I wore a pair of them and uh, and and that that got to come home with me and I got a Lady Liberty oh my a gosh. Lady okay. Liberty Lego keychain that came home with me too <laughs> oh my god amazing your house is just like Lego crazy you're like can't give it up <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I love this idea with Lego as well, like sort of when, it's also ironic, I'm talking so much about Lego when everyone always says I have Lego hair, I'm going with it. Today I'm embracing what? it. That's fantastic. I'm embracing it. It is completely. Lego hair. Thank you. you. Know, very proud. Oh, well, I am, well, especially as you've said it, of course. But I, I just love this fact that we can sort of make these characters and sort of see ourselves in a different way. And again, it's, it sort of sounds like rhetoric and slightly cheesy, but I love this idea of sort of building as we want to be seen, sort of at saying, you know, I want to sort of create these little figures or sort of build a house or whatever it might be, whatever you sort of want to construct as well. So I guess my question to you is what would Renee look like in Lego form? What would sort of, what would you do in terms of the t-shirt and the trousers or skirt? Like, I guess, what would we be rocking? Oh my goodness. I think the beauty of, of, of kind of what you get to do with Lego is that you get to change. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you get to, you know, you get to, you get to, you get to snap on the, the red dress and then you get to snap on what I've loved so much. And that is the very comfortable, you know, Zoom sweatpants, <laughs> uh, the boyfriend jeans, you know, um, the, you know, the, 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 the white tennies, you know, and, and, you know, whatever we want to put on our, and, and our, on our hair, but more important what, than what we're wearing is where we, where we put ourselves, you know, mm. what, you know, what we take the figure of ourselves and where, we, where we place it, where we place ourselves. That's, that's what's getting to expand now is where we can go and what we can do. And, and, you know, you know, snapping in together again, that's, that's, uh, it's just you know we've had to imagine it and now we're starting to get to do it again and that's beautiful so does this mean therefore that we've obviously got lego store the musical that when i come to new york or when anybody comes to new york we've now got permission to sing and dance and make a musical in the store that means we can do that right absolutely we can do it we can do it we can go and we can go see we can go see broadway musicals which is the which is the most exciting thing we're gearing up for that um and we can you know we can go uh we can go on to we can go to fifth avenue 
You know, we can go shopping on Fifth Avenue. We can go to Lego store. We can go to Rockefeller Plaza. We can go to Washington Square Park. We can go, we, we can get on a boat again and, 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 you know, go all around, you know, Lady, Lady Liberty and feel the way, you know, so many immigrants felt, you know, for so long coming, coming to, to, to our country. Like it's, it's, we're back. Do you know what? I sit here and I sometimes think about the last sort of 15, 16, 17, 18 months or sort of the pre-pandemic as well and sort of in slight disbelief that it really ever happened, that actual Broadway theatre, the world stopped. And just to hear you sort of reeling off those places that we can go, um, you know, if you're in local to New York or if you're travelling there like I would be, just it just feels so special, like we've sort of got our baby back. And I think what's really exciting about now and... and I hope you agree, is that we're hopefully going to see a different type of Broadway. You know, we've seen, you know, greater conversations around injustice towards our black and brown siblings, often false and particularly hurtful narratives towards queer people in queer roles. And obviously the leveling up in terms of the way in which we see women within the stage. A slightly heavy question, but do you feel like a new Broadway is coming? Do you feel like the revolution is upon us? I hope so. I, I do believe we had a lot of time to sit at home and think about what we were missing uh, you know, as though it was a punishment. Yes. Um, the value of a punishment is, is it's time to, you know, if you get to come back and try again, what are you going to do differently? And we definitely had those conversations because it wasn't just COVID. It was also Black Lives Matter. It was also um, our, you know, our awareness of, um, you know, the broader BIPOC community and who we are. And we, you know, we just had a lot of time on social media to have some very painful conversations and some constructive conversations. Conversations. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see, um, you know, how we tell stories now. I think we were doing a really good job, you know. I mean, I think Hamilton did a really good job. I mean, I, when I look across the spectrum of, of, you know, what we were doing, you know, in Broadway, I mean, in theater, you know, at large. Um, but we could do, we can do better. We have to do better. And um, we, are, um, we are geared up and ready for that, for that challenge. Do you or are you aware when you're in any of these shows, I'm just thinking obviously you reference Hamilton, but also when you're in shows like Rent or The Colour Purple, do you think about, you know, the impact of simply visibility? If we just take the visibility at sort of a face value, do you think and are you aware in that moment about what it's doing for others? Or is that something that you do upon reflection once perhaps you are either cemented in a role or you've left? I'm always thinking about kids I'm always thinking I'm, I'm always remembering myself and the images that I you know that I saw in, and what the, how they made me feel about myself and the possibilities I'm I, I have children so I'm I'm very aware of what they what you know the images that are put in front of them and the opportunity to you know, expand their mind and to empower them to create bigger things to fix the world that they've inherited. I'm, I'm, I, that's what we do. That's that, you know, it's, it's not just how good it feels to sing and dance and come together. It's, it, there is a tremendous responsibility in, in it. And before I take any job, even before anyone really cared if I took a job, I felt, you know, very, um, I just, I just felt convicted to, to try to make choices that I, I would want, you know, I feel would be positive for my children. And, um, and I think, you know, we're even more aware of that um, now, but I, I always have been. Is that because of the lack of representation that you saw as, you know, the child wanting to be on Broadway? I guess, where do you think that comes from? You know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I never have lived in the world um, hyper aware of what was wrong with it. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it's obvious, you know, it's, it keeps smacking you in the face. 
Um, but what I think about when I think about art, when I think about play, when I think about you know childhood and imagination, I, I think mostly um, I'm I'm excited about what's right. I'm excited about you know the diverse images that I saw. You know, growing up in the '80s and the '90s. I mean, I I did see those. I did see diverse images, and and um, and I'm most excited about what we can do even better. I think that's the way to say it. What can we do even better as opposed to this is terrible and we have to fix everything. You know, there have always been people that are pushing the envelope that are that are that are that are um are changing you know like or, or expanding the things that are limit limiting like how many people can be here that are different you know what does it mean to be you know he or she or they like you know there are constantly conversations that are going on that you know even the most enlightened person have to has to rethink what i've been taught my entire life yeah. and we in the community of you know in the media community aren't having those conversations and doing that then we are we are in the wrong business um so i'm excited um i'm excited that we're back um and able to answer i think some even more uh I I think challenging questions than we thought we had before. We have an opportunity to do a better job, and I and I I'm very hopeful. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brilliant use of that word because I think hope, especially for me as a queer person, hope's the only thing I think you have to really cling on to with the, you know, even today here in London, we've seen one of the first non-binary leads um, cast by to a non-binary person. You think, how has this only just happened? And it's just Absolutely. amazing to it's amazing to feel like progress is happening. And and I did reference Rent there and, and you're part of that amazing recording that I watch all the time. Again, oh, I, told good. I, was I told you I was obsessed with you. Please don't leave. <laughs> but like when I watch it, I sit there and I do, I am amazed with just how phenomenal, not just the piece was, but particularly the age. This isn't something that was written two years ago. This is something yep. of significant note. And you just think about how groundbreaking it was. And I guess I wonder... Are there words to describe what it was like playing Mimi as part of that production, specifically telling that story? Oh my gosh. Well, it's, you know, it's the reason that Hamilton exists. Um, and, you know, the story that Jonathan Larson was telling. And, uh, you know, I remember when it came out, you know, yeah. I remember um, I remember hearing just, just how revolutionary it was to hear the music, the popular music of the day in a Broadway musical and being like, oh, finally. You know, um, and stepping into the role. I mean, I remember the message of hope. It's, it's not stronger anywhere than it, than it is in Rent. And coming through, you know, children like you know, young, you know, eighteen year olds that are dying. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, when you talk about a pandemic, when you when you, when you talk about, you know, a disease that is robbing us um, uh, to see that group of people in that cast have the hope that they have and recognize the value of love and being together. I mean, when people ask me, you know, and, you know, or, or, or cry and say that a musical changed their life, most often they're talking about rent, you know, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm I'm 
so proud to have been a part of that very large tradition. Um, it's so much bigger than any one group of people. And I'm, I'm just glad that I'm one of them. I suppose because it's been captured in a recording as well, you have this sort of slightly strange territory. And I imagine you're perhaps not too far down the road with Hamilton yet to experience this, but you will have done with Rent, is that people watch it when you, obviously you're not aware because you're not performing it. So you, you, they can't sort of receive it. They can just click play and it goes. And therefore you'll get that, you know, so many different generations of people of varying ages, you know, old and young come up to you and say, oh my gosh, I watched Rent last night and, and it means this to me as this person or whatever. And yeah, I guess, I guess it's just must be very humbling for you that the message still connects and probably will connect forever. People ask me all the time, you know, what do you like better, theater or television or film? And definitely theater uh, because it's the most challenging to do and it's the most immediately satisfying. Yeah. Uh, the only problem with it ever was that, you know, it's a moment that's magical, it happens and it's gone. And if you missed it, you missed it. But, you know, now that they found ways to, you know, to, to capture uh, Rent, you know, on Broadway last night and also Hamilton um, before the original cast left. It's actually the same production company directing, you know, the same team that actually did both of them. If, if you can capture uh, the magic of theater, well, it doesn't get any better than that. And both of them do it so perfectly. And I, I don't say I want didn't want it to work but you sort of say well exactly what you said at the start which is like if you're not in the moment in that theatre then therefore it's sort of the beauty of theatre is that it's gone but actually I think what both recordings do is, is so beautiful is it makes you feel like you are in that room and I think that's why certainly for me it's completely opened my eyes to a new possibility about theatre of course nothing will ever be being in that moment but was there anything from recording rent that you were able to use when it came to performing the recording for Hamilton was there anything you thought this is a hangover for my rent days oh my goodness yes well first of all it was the same producer um but I think the most important thing to be aware of is that you know what we do it's very daunting to think um I do something eight shows a week the beauty of it is that you always get an opportunity to do it again better you know and uh when you film something there's that feeling of oh my gosh this is going to be this is going to be the thing that people always say I did every single, you know, forever. And uh, I think you just have to free yourself of the, the fear of, you know, um, of it not going well and just yes. do your show. And uh, yeah, I, I learned that. I also learned how much love you have out there in an audience of people when you're filming something. Um, you know, when you when the audience that's there when you're filming some theater piece live is a part of the production. Yeah. That energy in the room is a part of it. And it's, it, there's nothing there's nothing more loving in that moment than that combination between that audience member and that cast. It's beautiful. It's quite difficult for me when you get the opportunity, a real luxury and privilege to get the opportunity to talk to somebody like you, because I don't think there is a question about being in Hamilton that you haven't been asked because it's literally a phenomenon. Like there are no words in the English dictionary that will be able to do justice to just how huge it is and how much I can imagine it's changed your life. And I, read so many interviews of yours where you say you get lots of sort of young people coming up to you quoting lyrics and telling you how amazing it is and how much it's connected with you and, and I guess the only real question that I could desperately think of and desperate to ask you is are there any words to describe the entire experience or is it literally just impossible? It's impossible in the best way and the reason why is because it's never over. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yes. when you think it's over, like, oh, that's done. People are over with it. You get an Emmy nomination and it's like, and it's, oh, it's back. Um, it's never over because there's all, you know, just, you know, there's always new kids. 
you know, there's, there's new, um, somebody it's new to someone. And, um, I think the most exciting thing for me about it is it gives me, you know, it makes me mad or, you know, it, it, being able to talk to you, I'm not just another random person for some reason, you, um, my ability to look at you and say, wow, it's so wonderful that you are here and that you're doing what you're doing. I'm not just a regular person saying that to you. You're like, oh, this is Renee from Hamilton. I'm, I am just a regular person, but the opportunity to see you and talk to you um, because of Hamilton, because of Ren, because of Legos or the musical, uh, just makes me um, makes me feel like it's all worth it. I can imagine it is all worth it. And I, I think that's the most beautiful way to put it all. And I think the, the main thing for me as a fan of yours is just actually to get to experience the joy that you give other people, particularly from social media. I think social media is a terrible place at the best of times, but actually the joy that social media brings is just people saying, gosh, I remember watching this, this show or this show, or I'm listening to this cast album that's got this person on. And it gives us a way to feel connected. And I think in the last year, particularly, it showed us all actually how important and vital things like, you know, digitized versions of theatre are. And I think... I think that's amazing. And also it made me realize that I actually need you to drop your skincare routine because all I did all the way through <laughs> Hamilton was be like, are you joking me? And I literally had a full text conversation with one of my friends like, how do I casually ask Renee, please drop the skincare routine because I'm obsessed. You'd be very disappointed if you knew it was soap water and a lot of lotion. <laughs> oh, but, but thank you for saying that. <laughs> sort of feel like you need to come up with a better answer than that. Like, yeah, I use this product, <laughs> like hashtag ad. <laughs> William, so, you're sorry. such a delight. You're such a delight to talk to. Thank you so much. And um, we have unfortunately run out of time because I was rambling on too much about how obsessed I am with you, but it's been such a pleasure. And we've touched on literally the smallest amount of things that you've done in your career. And anybody that goes on to that wonderful thing called Google and the World Wide Web will see just some of the other amazing things. And I don't want to sort of do you short by saying you've only done these few projects. So there's so many other things out there. So please do go sort of dive into the world of Renee Elise Goldsby. But Renee, thank you so much. Best of luck with the reopening of Broadway. Not that you need it. And I cannot wait to hopefully see you, fingers crossed, on stage in the not so distant future. William, thank you so much. Best of luck with everything to you, especially with this fantastic podcast, Eleven. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Eleven, the official theatre podcast. Find out more about Eleven at elevenpodcast.com or via the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.